bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. And I'm Erica. Erica, happy misogynist of the week. Yay. <laughs> and it's it's a bit of a different vibe because we're film we're recording this in like daytime hours instead of like nighttime hours when we usually record these. Yeah. So you definitely. know, I'm I'm drinking water. Oh, instead uh, of wine. Instead of wine. For lunch. I'm watching. I'm watching Euro 2020 because I finally got into it after watching France play last night mm-hmm. or yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the French team looks really exciting. <laughs> like, oh. like, they made the joke. I German- will made- never forget watching the France game in the World Cup where Zinedine Zidane headbutted that guy. Yeah. 2006. Uh I think it was played in France. I want it was I no, think that was, or was it Germany? I don't know. No, was... two thousand six was Germany. Okay, got it. Yeah, but yeah, Ugh. I loved watching soccer. Anyway, <laughs> well, Italy's later. I they better have some eye candy or something. I'm really <laughs> impressed at the hip mobility of these men. I'm just saying. Thank you for allowing us that digression. Um, our misogynist of the week is Chrissy Teigen. I feel. Like, that's probably not a surprise, but it may be a surprise to some. I don't know why she's been... Okay, so here's my impression of of Chrissy Teigen over the years. I was never a big Chrissy Teigen fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people were praising her for being beautiful and having a personality at the same time. Uh, low bar. Congrats and, for walking and chewing gum. Yeah, basically. Um, the Vox had a really good um, kind of synopsis of what's Mm -hmm. happening with Chrissy Teigen and and how the platform she once ruled which was Twitter has is the same platform where she's finding her difficulties Mm -hmm. so let's just say Chrissy Teigen her her tweets are being sort of re-examined because last month, the Daily Beast published an article with Courtney Stodden. And if you don't know who Courtney Stodden is, don't worry, we didn't either. We had and to I Google. S- but I, I read the Wikipedia and I still don't know. And frankly, I don't care. So all that to say, um, it's, yeah, it's not clear to me who Courtney Stodden is and why the outside is caring. But like, I think we're going to get into that in the discussion. I think that is kind of a little bit of the point but uh yeah courtney stodden um is 26 and they are a media personality model singer and songwriter uh as a child uh they participated in beauty pageants in washington state um and then at 16 years old uh stodden came to international attention when they married uh doug hutchison in 2011, who was 51 years old at the time. So it's a very um, Aaliyah-type situation. <sighs> Even R. Kelly was younger than that, my goodness. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and so basically the controversy around this marriage um, led to Stodden appearing in 
the reality TV shows, couples therapy and celebrity big brother, I think with their husband, and then went on to appear in reality ex-wives, the mother daughter experiment, celebs go dating. And I guess a, a show about their life called Courtney. So that's Courtney Stodden. Um, what made this a big deal is that last month, uh, the Daily Beast published an article or an interview with Stodden and basically talked about um, their marriage with Doug, who is an acting coach who appeared in The Green Mile. So Stodden says they were mentally and emotionally abused by their husband. Um, The divorce was finalized in March of 2020, I believe. And so Stodden said they felt Hutchison had groomed and taken advantage of them, even as outside observers cast them as the villain. So enter Chrissy Teigen. So Chrissy Teigen um, basically encouraged Stodden to kill themselves. And what's more is that Teigen kind of, you know, took to Twitter Mm. and just harassed Mm -hmm. and bullied Mm -hmm. um, Stodden. Right. And like, that was kind of in early-ish Twitter days, right? Like, 2014, I believe it was. Okay, so let's see. Stodden was 16 when they married Hutchison in 2011. So 2014, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. So Stodden said that, um, you know, it's not only that Tegan wrote like Twitter threads bullying her. Tegan also sent DMs telling them to take a dirt nap and all of those things. So, um, for example, on, oh, this is 2011. You're right. So on, in October- Wait a 20- minute, hold on. Chrissy Teigen was DMing this to Courtney Stodden when she was six, when they were 16. Basically, yeah. Ooh. So it says, at Courtney Stodden, my Friday fantasy, you dirt nap, mm, baby. Then, a couple months later, go to sleep forever. After retweeting, uh, this is a quoted tweet from Courtney, who said, on the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight erotic elves, yada, yada, yada. She was just talking about, they were just talking about, um, like, Christmas stuff. And Chrissy Teigen basically quoted that tweet and said, go to sleep forever. Courtney Stodden. What drugs makes you do that to your mouth? Asking for a friend who really wants to know how to look like an idiot. Thanks. Courtney Stodden, do you have a family? So this is, this is like between a period, the, the tweets here are between a period of October 2011 to like May 2012. So this Jesus. was ongoing for months. Jesus. Courtney at Courtney Stodden, I hate you. What? What? Yes. Like tweeted that to them. Ugh. Yeah. 
Exactly. So in 2017, the popular celebrity gossip blogger Nikki Swift put together a video called Shady Things About Chrissy Teigen Everyone Just Ignores. Uh, In 2017, Chrissy Teigen was still riding high. Some people paid attention. Other people did not. Um, But, you know, in 2013, Teigen called then 22-year-old teen mom star Farah Abraham, quote, a whore, quote, who, quote, everyone hates. Mm. Right. And she also made some, like, kind of snide remark about Quavon Zane Wallace, that, like, child actor from yeah. some movie. Yeah, she said, actually, she was, um, Wallace was actually nominated for an Oscar or something. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy Teigen, in response to a young Black girl being nominated for an Oscar, says, I'm forced to like Quavon Zane well- Wallace because she's a child, right? Okay, fine. I mean, like, I just. Yeah, like, I think. That is punching down in such a way. Yeah, I think, I think there's like a, a judgment thing here insofar that I don't know that she can really differentiate between inner monologue and outer monologue. Right? Because like, I, there are a lot of, actors that I don't care for and some of them are children and I but I'm not gonna like say that into the world you know well black twitter dragged her for that and rightly so I mean absolutely okay because I, I don't understand there there is a weird like like punching down on young women and girls mm-hmm, mm-hmm who are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. That is disgusting to me. I also think, and we were talking about this off, off the mic, Mm -hmm. her marriage to, to John legend gave her a lot of agency in the black community too. Mm. Um, And this is what she did with it. Right. That's my problem. And that goes for a lot of, a lot of non-black women who date black men or marry black men are like that. They will drag and punch down on black women a lot uh-huh. because they feel all of a sudden because they have, they've been sort of quote unquote rewarded for their, like their, their power in sort of beauty. Uh-huh. They use that to punch down on black women. Right. Yeah, I would say that's probably pretty common in a lot of interracial relationships. Yeah. Because you you feel like you're allowed in the club and so like you don't view yourself, you view yourself as part of you get getting a pass basically. Right. Um, exactly. And the the fact of the matter is is that while you're allowed in those spaces, you're, you don't get a pass. You still have to like be respectful and understand systems of oppression. But they don't. They're like, I've, listen, I have, I've heard this all from white women. Isn't love just love? Not really. Yes, but. Or eh. yes, and. Sometimes. Sometimes not. 
like everybody gets together with people just for love okay that's just incredibly naive oh for sure okay second of all um you don't have a right to be accepted in these communities Uh like that's not a right of yours it's something you have to work for Uh or work towards and what i find is that that work is not done by um by non-black women when they date Mm -hmm. black men Mm -hmm. anyway aside from that the um because i don't think that's the crux of the problem i think you know in looking back 2011 2012 twitter had a different vibe yeah um it was it seemed to be more snarky, would you say? It was... Or or did she just stand out? No, like, I think now Twitter is really used for, like, activism. It's mm-hmm. used a lot for news. And I think that is really... I think the election of Trump really changed that direction. Mm-hmm. I think like it was always used for news, but not in the same way that it is now. And yeah. so like pre, pre-Trump, uh, you know, we're still in the Obama years. Um, it was kind of cool to be on Twitter, you know, Barack Obama, quote unquote, mm-hmm. tweeted. Um, it was a way, it was really kind of before the real proliferation of other social media, like, Instagram so it was a way to get like thoughts of celebrities and Mm -hmm. it was a way for like writers and comedians to be like oh like this is the funny thing that I did and like like here are some jokes and um it was a lot more like burn culture and I think that was just kind of also the general yeah culture at the time right because it was still vine you know there was it's the vine era it's burn culture um, yeah. And so I think that just like translated on Twitter, which is why it was really easy to take that low hanging fruit, which is what Chrissy Teigen was doing. Right. She was like, oh, here's an opportunity. And like people liked it because it was relatable. And she was probably saying things that a lot of other people thought rightly or wrongly. And, you know, it just, um, fills that, that gone girl trope of like the cool girl, you know? So, I, I'm glad you brought up Gone Girl because um, I think, I think that is a really interesting, a really interesting look at lateral violence, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what we're talking about here. We're really talking about lateral violence. And um, Chrissy Teigen has been like the talisman of lateral violence. Mm. Um, and, you know, the ways in which, um, the ways in which she was celebrated for it is Mm -hmm. disgusting. Yes. And like, it's one thing to, you know, clap back at Trump, who was a monster politically with like very real life consequences and like who it was kind of interesting and fun for us observers to see her get under his skin yeah 
but yeah, on like a, a general peer to peer level. Otherwise it was like, she was like being praised like excessively for people being like, Oh, well, I don't like your recipe or I don't like this. And I don't like that. She was mm-hmm. like, I don't care until the headlines would be like, Chrissy Teigen's epic clapback yeah. to the haters. Yeah. And like, it, she's just, she's just being given her position of power was being a bit of a bitch. Whereas like, if you and I clapped back, you know, we, it wouldn't be as, it, we wouldn't necessarily be punching down. Right. And it's going to be based in some sort of, fact like receipts or or facts instead of like an opinion exactly so when we talk about gone girl we're really talking about the book by jillian flynn that was made into a movie i think around 2014 or something Mm -hmm. like that and basically listen to this monologue being the cool girl means i am hot brilliant funny I'm a hot, brilliant, funny who adores football, poker, dirty jokes, and burping, who plays video games, drinks cheap beer, loves threesomes and anal sex, and jams hot dogs and hamburgers into her mouth like she's hosting the world's biggest culinary gangbang while somehow maintaining a size two because cool girls are above all hot, hot and understanding. Cool girls never get angry. They only smile in chagrined, loving manner and let their men do whatever they want. Go ahead. Shit on me. I don't mind. I'm the cool girl. So um, I don't, I'm not sure about, like, definitely the first part applies to Chrissy Teigen. Mm-hmm. And I think that cool girl, um, like, archetype, is her brand that's what she based her brand on yeah totally. hot brilliant hot funny um dirty jokes burping relatable like Mm -hmm. what is relatable for women relatable is walking and chewing gum at the same time so i have a problem with the media infrastructure in general in terms of how they like continuously pushed her in our faces and holding her up as though this is somebody that that women should be like right but like the proliferation like her popularity so at the time of you know the attacks on Courtney Stodden um Chrissy Teigen wasn't super like a super household name at that time that was the like ending of like the Hunger Games series, beginning of like the American hustle era of Jennifer Lawrence, who is very like the pre, the pre Chrissy Teigen in the archetype. Yeah. You want to talk about the evolution. And Jennifer Lawrence is a, is a like, is rude and bullying too. Yeah. So it makes, it makes me wonder. So Jennifer Lawrence is exactly the same thing. Oh, she's relatable. She claps back. She's da 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 da. And the whole clapback thing is racial, too. Mm. Because where does that language come from? Mm-hmm. Probably Black queer people. Mm-hmm. And to apply it to white women of privilege or non Black women of privilege is not 
directly transferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so the whole idea of clap back is that like, oh, like she clapped backs like a black girl, but it's okay. She's not black. She's a cool girl. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like that because cool girls aren't black in the Jillian. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the Jillian Flynn context. Yeah. They're, they're not dark skinned and all we associate with dark skinned yeah. women. And so Chrissy has been able to straddle that racially ambiguous line <clears throat> and building her brand off of a black culture mm-hmm. and being allowed the space to do it because John Legend allows her that agency and somebody I know somebody's going to be like a man doesn't da 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 yeah in this case he did right she couldn't be married to friggin um like Chris Evans and do that shit (laughs) you know what I mean yeah that's what I'm saying okay um you could tell I'm not a fan I do not like Chrissy Teigen I never like I was just I hated (laughs) that everywhere I went I saw her and I was irritated because I, as a black woman, would never be praised for what she does. Oh, absolutely. Um, just in terms, so I did a, a quick Google Trends on Chrissy Teigen. And so- Like a Google see. Trends search? Yeah. Okay. So Chrissy Teigen really gained, like her popularity started picking up August 2014-ish, but then more regularly April 2015, which is- makes sense based on the, you know, election cycle. Right. So Google Trends gives you a score from like zero to a hundred with a hundred being like peak, like peak commonality, peak like public notoriety at a given time online. And November, 2016, she was at a 90. Mm-hmm. Um, and then October this past year, it seems like she was at a hundred. So October, 2020, 100. But that, yeah, like I said, it started picking up in like the spring of 2015, which is also like not like a year or so before she like wrote her first op-ed about her postpartum depression and became kind of this, this figure for maternal mental health and maternal wellness. But here's my problem with that, okay? <laughs> I'm just getting it all. All of my frustration of Chrissy Teigen is coming up. Uh, didn't Meghan Markle write something like that last year? She had a uh, New, New York Times op-ed talking about her miscarriage. Uh, yes. Yeah. It didn't even get the play that Chrissy Teigen got. Um, no. I would say part of that is because I think the space had already been covered, like the topic had been covered by a lot of celebrities prior to that. And because there seems to be this like weird Megan and Harry. But here's my thing. Like my point, it goes back to my point about a black woman doing something yeah. similar. Yeah. And Chrissy Teigen came after Megan in that sort of <clears throat> thing. But Chrissy Teigen knows, you know, like, 
so for me, I just, uh, you know, when she had her, see, here's the thing. When Chrissy Teigen had her, you know, had her miscarriage and so on and so forth, she was afforded a lot of space that she didn't give other people. There's yeah. no way she should have come after Stodden like she did. No, absolutely not. DMs, really? That's bullying and harassment. That's like next level. Like, that's yeah. inexcusable. <clears throat> Um, and so, you know, Tegan has like get issued like a couple statements on like social media. One was like a Twitter thread. The other one was like a longer, a longer, um, apology, um, that where she like did a bit of a mea culpa in terms of like, oh, like I recognize that like, yeah, this was inappropriate and yeah, I was a bully. Um, and I think that like, that's good but i think like the damage has been done to her own reputation okay but she starts out with not a lot of people are lucky enough to be held accountable for all their past bullshit in front of the entire world okay i i don't know like even that part felt snarky (laughs) i like it's a very bizarre way to frame the whole thing yeah. And let's not pretend like she doesn't know what she's doing. This woman is really, really good at media and PR, obviously. Is she? Because like that was some of the issue is that like her like early, like late, sorry, early 2010s to mid 2010s, she was just so like tweeting whatever thought came into her head that it was like affecting her from a business perspective because like she people were getting upset right so yeah she but even she said she lost she lost some contracts sure but look how big she became yeah because she had to work for herself yeah that's what i'm (laughs) saying no but that's what i'm saying like she obviously knows pr and media yeah do you see what i'm saying like she became a bigger star than if like the point is is that it didn't matter at 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 a certain time if she lost contracts because she has her own what cookware line and here's the other thing about body and eating here's the other thing so why is it i mean this woman was praised for eating meals (laughs) i mean they're like oh she's not like your usual model she eats food and then she's like, oh, yeah, look, I'm coming out with a, like, a cookware brand. And I'm just like, so obviously she knows how to promote herself. Uh, yes. That's she knows, I think, but I think there's a difference in being able to know how to promote yourself and like knowing, like I mentioned earlier, the inside and outside voices. I think she deliberately chose the outside voice. That's what mm. I'm saying. I think... I'm saying that from somebody whose outside voice has rubbed people the wrong way, obviously. Same. And, and tell me you and I don't know beforehand that, oh, this might not go over well, but fuck it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the reality is, is that, like, as women of color, we're not going to fucking please anyone or uh, everyone. Exactly. Which is fine. And the fact that we have opinions, you know, 
is going to rub other people the wrong way. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, so did you read her medium po- essay? I'm like, I don't need to read an essay. <laughs> I read, I read the screen caps of it. <laughs> Post, no, that, were, that were posted on like Instagram or something. I, so, I skimmed it and I was like, I, this is way too long. <laughs> There's another, did you see the, oh yeah, I think I sent it to you guys. Um, Project Runway designer Michael Costello released a statement on Instagram detailing what he described, describes as Tegan's past attempt to ruin his career and an experience which says, which he says left him traumatized, depressed, and suicidal. I, when you said that yesterday, I had, I was like, I don't know who this person is. I don't know him either. I didn't know he was Project Run. Well, I didn't know him. Anyway, he says that in 2014, Tegan left a comment on his Instagram accusing him of racism after seeing a photoshopped image in which Costello appeared to use a racial slur. When he tried to reach out to Tegan to explain that the image was fake and he was the victim of a vindictive cyber slander, she didn't believe him. She told me my career was over and that all my doors will be shut from that, from there on, he wrote. And wow, did she live up to her words. So this is, this is a post on Instagram. Um, he included screen caps and said that Tegan and stylist Monica Rose, who has a lot of heft in Hollywood, allegedly went out of their way to threaten people and brands that if they were in any shape or form associated with me, they would not work with any of them. So yeah, so we got blackballed. Teen mom, Farah Abraham, who we mentioned earlier, posted an essay to Medium in response to Tegan's new apology. So Tegan allegedly wrote in a since deleted tweet in 2013, Farah Abraham now thinks she is pregnant from her sex tape. In other news, you're a whore and everyone hates you. Whoops, not a other news, sorry. Like, I mean, what kind of, I, I just wonder what kind of like wretched soul you must have to actually send like, what yeah and like don't get me wrong the internet at the time was a dumpster fire of like meanness and you know it goes back into like i think we were also talking yesterday about the whole way that the media treated britney spears and other pop culture yeah icons uh, at the time Hitting um, them the, against the, each other yeah the, the narratives that people would would create and you know the the way we treated women celebrities was just like very misogynistic and you were either the the madonna or the whore right yeah. like there was yeah. no in between um and like thankfully our culture has evolved since then um i was talking with someone the other day about how like use of the word skank and i was like that's yeah. not really like appropriate to use, it's, you know, not feminist, it's derogatory, whatever. And they said to me, well, you used to use it. I'm like, yeah, when I was like 18, 20. So like, you know, we're talking, we're talking like over 15 years ago. And like, 
so good. I'm glad you brought this up because do you think she deserves sort of like, I wouldn't say a pass, but maybe some sort of like empathetic view uh, given that the tweets are so old. If so, like every time like tweets of someone's are pulled up, I it's I struggle depending on what it is. So like if she had just said, oh, you know, I don't like Courtney Sodden or whatever, and just like gave her opinion about her, then like she's entitled to her opinion. Um, but like there was a lot of like direct harassment, which was excessive, and the DMs are like unconscionable. Yeah. So I think like the DMs is where it really crosses the line. Yeah. Um, and just like like you you said, it was like over a course of like six months, which is again harassment. Yeah. Like the if it was like the odd tweet here or there because she was watching one of her reality shows. Yeah. Maybe different. Yeah. 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 Good point. Yeah. But you know, just to like go out of your way to to be cruel to someone is not it so I think it, it I think it depends on the context generally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in this case with the, the dms I would say no which isn't to say that she hasn't like doesn't feel bad about them right right um I think just without Trump Trump was a perfect sort of foil yeah and um yeah he was- without he yeah. was really like a, a transition period between that type of Twitter and the Twitter we have now. What is the Twitter we have now? A little bit like like a little more activisty. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah, and it really exposed her after that. Yeah, because we didn't have to pay attention to Trump all the time. You yeah, know? like the past six months have been very relaxing in terms of the pace of news yeah some shitty things have happened some awful things have happened but I'm not but we don't have the Trump thing to to add on it like you know the the whole critical race theory like you know thing that's going on in the states which I'm sure Mm -hmm. we'll talk about at some point um I look at that that's what's going through my feed. I'm so mm-hmm. thankful I don't have friggin' Trump's words, Trump's mm-hmm. tweets, tweeting about it, and then people reacting to Trump's tweets. Yeah. And that was what was so, so stressful and yes. anxiety written on Twitter. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Twitter's still a dumpster fire most of the time, but yeah. I don't have the same like stress following it. Yeah. And the exhaustion. Yeah. It was exhausting. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, that's, uh, that's Chrissy Teigen, our misogynist of the week. Yay. I, I, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I'm actually glad with this one because, you know, when, because I've been watching so many like, uh, like real housewives shows. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a lot of lateral violence there. Mm-hmm. And that's something we don't talk about as much as feminists, or as women or, or as people or whatever 
We just mm-hmm. don't, we don't, it's not recognized, but there's a lot of lateral violence that goes on that. And I just feel like lateral violence is shaped by institutional structures and societal structures. Absolutely. So one thing we didn't talk about is the beauty agency of Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. And how, so we, you know, we talked about her, you know, the agency she receives through her marriage to John Legend in sort of like blackness overall. Mm-hmm. And then although she she didn't seem to exploit it like the Kardashians, but she did use it mm-hmm. to nef- for kind of nefarious means. And um, secondly, uh, there's something gross about like punching down on people who you know wouldn't be able to challenge you Mm. you know these are people who are way less famous than her Mm -hmm. don't have the social clout Mm -hmm. and I think like part of that lateral violence with women is that negotiating that social power and that social clout Mm -hmm. that you know, for whatever reason, you're rich, you're white, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, or you're a model, or you're this or that or the other, right? Mm-hmm. And how women treat each other in that sort of framework of that social clout is where lateral violence just takes over. Right. Yeah. Man, so many layers. A lot of layers in this story. A lot but of- I feel like we needed a pop culture. You know, I was like, oh, we need pop culture because there's just too much. There's just too much yeah. depressing crap. Yes, absolutely. Um, anyway, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week with our regular bullshit. You know how it is. So make sure you follow, subscribe, comment, share, etc., etc., etc. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.